Welcome to Advancing the Agenda. I'm your host, Michael Abramson, and today's topic is the federal government's role in ending the supply chain crisis at America's ports. This episode builds on episode 18 of the podcast, in which I focused on America's supply chain problem and offered solutions to address it. There, I looked at both the private industry and the government, but today I'm focusing solely on the government's role. In episode 18, I argued that we need to get together supply chain experts from private industry, academia, the military, get them together, have them do a thorough investigation of what is causing our supply chain problem. And this means not only talking to the heads of companies, but also going to the ports to see what's going on, to speak to the workers, the longshoremen, the crane operators, and really do a thorough deep dive into all aspects of what's happening. And then lastly, once they've been able to figure out the causes of the problem, to develop solutions. Before we delve into the government's role, it's worth discussing whether or not the supply chain problems at the ports still exist. The LA Times and Bloomberg have run reports from the beginning of December where they state that there are approximately 45 there were approximately 45 ships waiting to be unloaded, which is a significant decrease from when from episode 18 when we talked about the supply chain. What's important to realize though is that the ports have developed a different way of queuing the ships as they wait to get to port. The ships have been told to stay either 150 miles offshore as they wait to unload their cargo, and boats traveling north or south along the coast were told to sit 50 miles out. So what we might have here is that the number of ships have actually not decreased, they've only been changing the ways that they're waiting to get into port. And one of the reasons that they've done this is, the reasons why they've done this is they say that it will lower pollution, but it's also could be argued that they are doing this in order to make their numbers look better. In fact, according to the Bloomberg article, we actually have 96 ships at the beginning of December waited to be unloaded. The thesis of today's episode is that the federal government can really help solve this supply chain crisis, and I see it happening in four different areas. First, government possesses a unique ability to bring together the stakeholders in the crisis, and they also have the ability to investigate the crisis. It would be very difficult for private companies to get other private companies to come together or to have the ability to go into different companies and see what the problems really are. Government can do this. And one of the real reasons that they can do this is because the other companies will likely want to help out just out of patriotism, helping the country, and also it can really look good from a public relations perspective. The second tool that the government brings is the use of the U.S. military. The military has advanced supply chains and logistics capabilities which it can implement. We've seen it most recently in Operation Warp Speed, where they moved millions and millions of vaccines across the country under extreme conditions such as having to keep the vaccines in a certain temperature, and along with the vaccines, they brought what's necessary to have the vaccines injected such as needles, gauze, and bandages. And military moves equipment and people all of the time, whether it be in war or just its normal operations. They move troops, 
vehicles such as jeeps and tanks, equipment, weapons, ammunition, food, surgical materials, really everything that you would need to have basically a city. The military can move it and they have they have ships, they have planes, they have helicopters, they have people who are expert at actually move physically moving the objects, but they also have supply chain and logistics personnel who are able to plan out the movement of these goods. And it's very important that we use the military to help us get out of this mess that we have at the ports. The third tool which the government has is the Defense Production Act. And this act gives the executive branch power in national emergencies, and it can allow the government to sort of affect how private companies are working or what they're developing in order to so that they can address the crisis. So in this case, we could use the Defense Production Act to so that we could order materials that are in short supply, but maybe affecting the crisis. For example, there is a shortage of truck chassis, which is the part of the truck that actually carries the cargo. It's the part of the 18-wheeler behind the cab. So with the Defense Production Act, the executive branch could direct, let's say, Ford or GM or Tesla to develop these truck chassis. The government could also grant reprieve from certain antitrust laws so that companies could work together. Lastly, the executive branch could use the Defense Production Act to resolve certain labor issues, which may be affecting the crisis. For example, there have been reports that crane operators at the ports are not working as efficiently as they should, and the government could address these issues using the Defense Production Act. And the last tool which the government has to fight against the supply chain crisis is the ability to allocate money. It is going to take significant funds to address the supply chain crisis. And the government has the resources to allocate these funds to address the crisis. The supply chain crisis hurts Americans on many levels. Americans don't get the goods that they want. Prices increase because transportation costs escalate and those costs are passed to the consumer. Businesses lose money because they don't have goods to sell, and when they do get the goods to sell, those goods may no longer be in fashion or they may be seasonal, so they're not able to sell these goods. And if the businesses lose money, oftentimes they have to lay off people, and we don't want a society where people keep losing their jobs. I hope the federal government uses the strategies that I've outlined here today and that we can solve the supply chain crisis. I look forward to speaking with you next time on Advancing the Agenda.